our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Welcome to Girls That Invest. Today is Monday, which means we're bringing you Money Confessions, a weekly series where you tell us your deepest, darkest money secrets or hot takes. You're joined today by Sim and Sonia, two best friends who have a lot to say. Let's get into it. Hello, Sonia. Hello, Simran. Our money confession today is something that, I don't know, it's kind of like one of my worst fears in life. And I think it's easier to explain it if I just say it for what it is. I'm, I'm ready. I'm here. Hi, Sim and Sonia. I have a money confession for you. First, I just want to say how much I enjoy your podcast and how it has changed my life for the better. Thank you. Oh, this is very sweet. Okay. Onto the money confession. I got a text from a close friend confessing that she wants to end her marriage. I won't bore you with the details. We would love the details, but anyway, they got married very young. She was 21. There was no infidelity on either side. (laughs) Why I'm confessing this to you is I'm really worried about her finances. She's a nurse, so she can financially support herself after the divorce, but they've currently combined finances. He does all of the investing and controls the accounts. I don't even know if she has the passwords. Look, he's not a malicious guy, so it's hard to think of him locking her out. But divorce is very hard emotionally, so who knows what he would do. There are too many stories of women getting divorced and not getting their fair share. She hasn't told her husband yet that she wants a divorce. Sorry for the guys listening that are like, wait, is this me? And who knows, maybe they'll be able to work it out. I just want her to be prepared financially. Can you please give me advice on what she should do to prepare before telling her husband that she wants a divorce? Thank you. For context, this is in America. Please leave my name out as I only have one friend married this young. Also, I just remembered a couple more details that might help. Asset-wise, she was in college for the first two years of their marriage, so he had supported her and she worked part-time. They recently brought a condo, but he works for a certain company and the down payment came from said company. They've been married for six years, so I don't think that qualifies for alimony or spousal support. Please help. Now, I have changed some details in this just because... Oh my gosh, yes, yeah. Like she hasn't told her partner and I don't want someone being like, wait, I work at that kind of company. Wait, we've been married that many years. Wait, she was 21. Is my partner getting a divorce without me knowing? Girls that divorce. 
<laughs> Please. <I'm> so sorry. <laughs> like, let us I'll, not I'll, <laughs> build this reputation. <laughs> I just feel like the podcast follows our journey in life. And I'm just, I don't want to put that into the world. <laughs> okay. Bold of you to assume that we're even at the, okay, let's find a partner that we like completely to let's get engaged. Let's get married. Okay. Then let's get like divorced. We're not even at stage 0.5 yet. I don't, you just never know what could happen tomorrow. <laughs> can you guys tell? Sonia's the like, it will happen if it happens. I'm like the, can it happen tomorrow? <laughs> but guys, I just want to say to you guys, and this is how much I trust you. If I got divorced, I would share all the all the details and you guys can help me and guide me through it. The stressful part though is Sonia would not tell us if she got married. <laughs> we... <laughs> Sonia just said that's so true. <laughs> that is, I'm sorry, I was wheezing. That is actually so true. Oh, <laughs> uh, you just keep everything so close to your chest. I think I'm the only person that ever, like Sonia and her inner circle, if you could call it that, are the only people that get to know what happens. The rest of us, like if we stopped talking and I just followed you on Instagram, I would have no idea if you had a child, a marriage, but you would tell me if it was a divorce. <laughs> Yeah, because we need a party. Obviously, it wasn't the evil eye. It was something else that happened. All right. Enough about <laughs> us. Yeah, this okay. money, con- money confession <laughs> is super interesting. If you could make a checklist of things that people should know about their relationship and money in their relationship, I want to. This is what I want to say. What we're going to do for your friend, and you're going to give this to your friend, is we're going to make a template. Right. And the template is going to be financial checklist. Sonia and I are going to run through some things that this person should do or anyone should do financially before they talk to their partner about divorce so that they are protected and their partner's protected. I think first off the list is write down all the places that you think your assets are held as a couple. So if you're like, oh, I think my partner mentioned something about a 401k, or I think they mentioned something about signing up to like a fidelity account and they're investing in that. Or I think that, you know, maybe they mentioned that they had like a piece of artwork that they, I don't know. I don't know what people do. And it also depends, you know, I think we might have a storage unit. I should probably check in that and make sure nothing valuable is there. Like write down everything you think that you have And then right next to it, write down how much you think is in there. And then I want you to go to your partner and not like cross examine them, but just ask them, hey, I just want to start like taking inventory of our stuff. Do you mind running me through where all our money is? And then kind of going like taking mental note of the numbers and then going back and putting that down. That's step one for me. Step two is then working out if you can have access to those accounts just so you can like take screenshots and this is not being sneaky I think at this point someone might be like oh Simran this feels wrong this feels sneaky what is sneaky about something that you both do together that you're just taking screenshots for that you have in a separate google doc that they don't have access to there's nothing sneaky about that but also it's her money like if you're doing joined finances and these are shared investments like I get that in the divorce if they don't have a prenup or whatever the terms of the prenup are if they do have one that if it's his money I get that like sure Mm -hmm. like I didn't know that you had all these assets so that's a little bit sneaky but she's contributing to these investments also I just want to middle of the episode I just want to really say that this entire thing is based on care sure you care about your friend you want to make sure that they're protected but it is also based on assumption 
Like we actually don't know what he's going to do, how he's going to be. And, you know, we hear time and time again, like the person that you divorce is not the same person that you marry. And I get that. And your worry is so grounded and like valid for your friend. But I also just want to say that if she has never taken an interest in this, if she hasn't even spoken to him about divorce and all of a sudden she's coming to him and being like, what are our investments? Like, it just, <laughs> it just seems a little bit out of character, out of sorts. How would you go about it then? See, this I feel is a little bit sneaky because it's you're kind of trying to manipulate the situation. So it could be when you're washing chicken and like getting dinner ready and you're just like having a casual conversation. Hey, so I had a patient today and it's so funny because he gets insurance through his work and like all of a sudden it just got me thinking like, do we invest? Like, do we have investments? You know, I know my work, you need to do it like that girl. Like you can't, (laughs) you need to do it in a way where it's not going to be jarring for him to like hear the Mm. word investment come out of your mouth or like assets come out of your mouth. (laughs) If you've never spoken to him about it, obviously if you've had conversations, you're keeping in tune with what's happening and one person is kind of like the leader of this is how we do finances, then that's different. If you know your friend doesn't know, they don't have conversations, she's out of the loop, Mm. then it's going to come across weird. Like, why is she asking Mm. this, you know? And that's when a fight breaks out and like, okay, so now you want to divorce (laughs) me? That's, yeah. (laughs) So many different scenarios. That is in a level of emotional intelligence I did not even think of. So we, we're having that conversation. We're taking inventory. You then want to secure some important documentation. So this is things like looking at your last tax returns, making sure that you know your mortgage and property documents. So many people don't realize that they are actually their name is not on the mortgage. Their name is not on the property. We want to sort that out before we're asking for a divorce. Wait, how does that happen? You know, when you like go to buy a house with your partner and they are like, okay, awesome. Like, here's the documentation. You're buying the house together and they sign their name on the house deed. Some people just don't realize that they should probably put their name down on it as well, especially if that partner is actively being malicious. Most of the time, if your name's not on a house, it's because your partner has like made you feel like they've just put your name down for you or they've taken care of it. Or they're like, oh, like, honey, I was on the way back from work and the bank called me and needed me to just quickly sign some of the final loan documentation. I've done that on our behalf and we can just sort your name and get you on it like later. And then they both forget and life happens and, you know. Damn, making me want to stay single forever. No, listen, this person isn't even getting divorced as far as we know. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. They're just working through it. (laughs) You just want to make sure you've got your credit card statements. You want to make sure you've got your insurance policies. You want to make an inventory of the assets you have joint, your individual assets and any joint debt that you have. Because not only do you inherit your partner's assets after a divorce, you can also inherit their debt. If they have like a secret gambling problem that you don't know of, you get that too after a divorce 50 50 and that's never fun what would you say is the next or sort of final step if you're preparing to make sure that you've got your finances in order before a divorce 
savings. <laughs> yeah. Just making sure you're fine on your own. You've got your own private account. You yourself can go and open a bank account and do all of that stuff. You don't have to. If you're really worried about your safety and the potential outbursts or arguments or dangerous situations you could be put in, when you go to sign up for that bank account, just make sure all the letters and stuff are to your friend's house or to someone else's house. They've got all of the, the card, the documentation that you trust because if it gets sent to your house and then that's, you know, like a thing, I do think about that as well. And if you need a few months to make sure that you're going to be good on your own, take that time. Usually in general, people don't do all of the sneaky stuff if they're made to feel safe and protected and feeling like they're having those conversations. You don't do stuff like that if you are in those positions. And if you are, then that's just like, girl, that's a reflection on yourself, not like your partner, but it's tricky. As Adele says, divorce, babe, divorce. (laughs) For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone. And the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win, win, win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. It's all I can think about right now. I think you're being such a good friend for like, honestly, this is very Sim and Sonia energy. We both would be like thinking about the financial impact on our friends if they got a divorce, even before they've told their partners that they're getting a divorce. We'd be like, right. Let's sit down. What are we doing to make sure you're not taken advantage of? And I think, dude, I would fund that entire divorce if that's what my friend wanted. You live with me. I will fund your life. Get a job when you can, like need to heal. Like I will do that for you. <laughs> I'm a sook. <laughs> I had a friend going through a situation and I was like, should I just take her to Santorini for two weeks? Should we just go on holiday? And I was like, Simran, I think you just want to go to Santorini. And I think she just needs a break. I mean, it's not the worst thing to do for your friend do it that's really not yeah I think we definitely want to just love and protect and it comes from like centuries of women being undercut in a lot of divorces and I don't think it's this unfound over-the-top exaggeration of this friend reacting this way I think it comes from wanting to be smart and if if we're overcompensating by doing all this and taking screenshots and making bank accounts so be it but would I rather be embarrassed for being over the top or would I rather be financially undercut from my, you know, ex-partner? Mm. Said it once and I'll say it a million times. I think I probably have said it closer to a million times, but listen to women, listen to older women, listen to people that are giving you advice when you go into marriage counseling, when you get engaged, 
Majority of the time, they're not trying to be malicious. It comes from a place of care and protection. Listen to women. And with that, I think that is a beautiful place to end this episode. (laughs) Now, if you have a money confession that you want to give us, please send us a DM or email us at hello at girlsatinvest.com. If you think this episode would be really helpful for someone that is going through something tough in their lives that maybe has a divorce coming up or just, you know, you just see things heading a certain way and they could benefit from this, put it on your Instagram story, share it with them, tag us. We want to spread this message. The more lives that we can impact and change with more financial literacy, the better. And we'll see you next week. Until next time, Sonia. Till next week, Sim. Bye. Bye. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence. Alrighty, till next time team, bye.